Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Sacrilegion. Sacrilegion is from Utah, and they have delivered one of the best death metal albums of the 2022. It is entitled, From Which Nightmares Crawl. Look for this band in a town near you. And here is my interview with Sacrilegion. Hello, my friend. Hey, there we go. Finally got it to work. <laughs> I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. No, I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to talk to you about the recording process for the album For Which Nightmares Crawl. Okay, yeah. Um, see, it was a... Honestly, it was a pretty long um, and tedious time. Uh, we... Recorded um, guitars and bass with our other guitarist, Geronimo Santa Cruz. Um, and we just did that. In um, and then we did drums with Andy Patterson at the Boar's Nest. Um, he was in Sabrosa and he did the uh, two Visigoth records, if you've heard those, and mm -hmm. some other really cool stuff. But um, we actually ran into some problems recording drums the first time around and everything got lost. So we had to redo drums. So that was you know, put the album back a little bit, but um, we're really happy with how it turned out, so. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, a couple tracks that are really killer. Um, one is Tain the Sky with Red. That song is just classic from top to bottom. Thank you, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that one, I... Uh, I think that was actually one of the first ones I wrote for the album. Uh, and I started writing the album really soon after we did the Pest Dialect uh, demo. But mm -hmm. I remember I was really wanting to have like, um, I mean, th that song is pretty obviously inspired by, you know, like early at the dates and stuff. Um, sure. I really wanted to have a, have a song kind of in that vein. Even the song title is kind of like a, nod to the red in the skies hours by at the gates but uh there's also some like the chasm in there and stuff but um yeah that that song it's more uh i think overall the structure of it's a little more quote-unquote normal you know like it's more uh linear and it's not as all over the place and uh that was kind of the goal with it and to be more catchy mm -hmm. i guess you know with the melodies and stuff but still having it be pretty dark and all that so and uh, another one of my favorites is the title track. I wanted to know if you could speak on that one as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the title track from Which Nightmares Crawled. Um, that one was, that was a weird one. That was one of the ones I wrote kind of not, not too much later, but, you know, like maybe a year or so after I started on the writing process for the album. But for that one, I really wanted to kind of blend all of the influences into one song, um, combining the melodies, the brutality, some of the weirder, more jarring parts, you know, and uh, a little more, some of the parts are a little more technical as well. Um, but since it's the title track, I, I really wanted to, you know, put all of our sound into one compact song, you know, so... Some of the songs, I mean, they're all, you know, they're all from the same place in a way, but uh, I feel like that one has more of everything. Cause some, like the, the first song on the album is a little more weird. Uh, Changing the Sky Threads a little more 
you know, structured and all that. But I feel like the title track's kind of a blend of all the influences in our sound. So, I also wanted to ask you, what song was the most challenging for you musically? Oh, man, um, like in a recording way or writing or? Um, as far as writing and uh, putting the structure together. Oh, man, uh, definitely. The, maybe not definitely. <laughs> the title track was actually pretty difficult. Um, originally, I was actually going to end it after the, like, there's the, the lead parts um, where the, you know, the melodies are there uh, playing together. Um, it was actually going to end, like, right there, but mm -hmm. I sat with it, and then I just kind of did the chorus part again and did, like, a, yeah, kind of did the intro riff almost like backwards it's kind of weird but um honestly i think track 10 ever consuming arc was probably the most difficult songwriting wise um the riffs aren't like anything too crazy the last riff and it's kind of interesting but um that one was definitely weird to get everything in the right place you know and i also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artists involved, because the artwork is amazing. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful piece. Um, so our guitarist, Geronimo, uh, he's from Venezuela and he knew uh, John who did the artwork he lives in Venezuela and uh, he contacted him and he kind of, Geronimo was actually like in charge of the, the artwork and like the, the vision for it. I couldn't really, I didn't really have anything particular, uh, like for that but um he sent john some lyrics and song titles kind of just wanted to play off of that um and it's yeah. you know it's the decapitated angel holding its head and he kind of and it's doing the like baphomet pose kind of thing almost and we kind of want or john was thinking to do the classic baphomet but like twist it around a little bit but there's so many elements to it it's a really tense piece you know like i always i still find little details when i look at it and absolutely I it really, yeah i think it really uh captures what the album sounds like and what it's about so i wanted to ask you as well uh what can fans look for next from the band uh will you will you take to the road yes we don't have any uh any set plans yet but we're in the like early stages of getting a tour booked and we'll have more information on that later but we also have some more um music uh that we're going to be releasing soon i can't really say too much about it yet um i can't say we're doing a split with a band that um we're really into so <laughs> that'll be that'll be cool and i wanted to also ask you if you could take me back in time and tell me how this band got together so it was um, actually supposed to be a solo project for me. Um, I was in two bands prior called Delusions of Godhood, and then the other one was Unceremonial. And we were working on albums for both of those bands. And while we were like getting the studio booked and like didn't really have anything else to do for the, the studio, I kind of wanted to do a more I wouldn't say straightforward, but like, you know, more death metal thing, like more, but keep the melody because both those bands are pretty melodic as well. But I think with Sacrilegion, I wanted to take it 
the brutality further, but like maintain a sense of melody and like mm-hmm. some more horrific sounding parts, but still having, you know, the some nice sounding leads. I don't know. But uh yeah, I, I did the pest dialect demo and I wasn't originally planning on going any farther with it. I kind of just wanted to do a demo and have fun, but then I started kind of explore more of that sound and I decided it was probably a good idea to start, you know, a full band. So I got into contact from a mutual friend we have. Um, Cause I, I was, you know, going to start a full band and my buddy had our new Geronimo who plays guitar. So I was like, that's perfect. So him and I jammed the demo material for a few months and then, you know, kind of slowed down. And then we got a full band and we've been jamming and playing live and finally got the album done. So, it's definitely the main project for me at this point. Yeah, I think uh, this is uh, definitely a great sound, and uh, you've created something special. And Thank I you. think you it's something that, that uh, it needs to be brought out for, pe- for people to hear because um, you're doing something that is original, but yet still keeps in time with um the roots of death metal and that's to be definitely commended yeah thank you i appreciate that because you know yeah like the the purpose was you know do death metal but we kind of wanted to take it back and because like the early days of death metal was very experimental and there wasn't that many limitations put on the genre you know i'm i mean a lot of bands are still doing original stuff now but it started to get more cookie cutter almost you know everyone kind of wanted to do the same thing sure that wasn't really a happening you know in the early days of the genre so i kind of wanted to do my own take on it and just kind of combine everything i like to hear about death metal and even like black metal elements and stuff and just kind of throw it all together and see how it you know turned out (laughs) i wanted to talk to you about your musical development at what age did you begin, and uh, could you uh, describe your stages of development as a musician? Yeah, so uh, I actually started out on drums, um, and that was in my first band, Delusions of Godhood. It's like a old-school melodic death metal project, but not as death metal-heavy as Sacrilegion. But uh, my cousins and I started playing instruments at the same time. I, I was around 11 or 12 years old. I got my drum kit. My cousins got guitars, and we kind of just started jamming. Um, we were really, really into Children of Bodom, especially when we were younger. Um, after Metallica, Iron Maiden, Ozzy, and all that stuff, we all discovered Children of Bodom and kind of wanted to go in a heavier way. So that's how that came about. And then uh, we needed a vocalist, and we couldn't find anyone, so I ended up doing vocals for that band as well. So I was doing vocals and drums and that band kind of just fell apart, but we, we were together for a long time. I think it was like 2009 until 2018 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I like with my obsession with, you know, death metal and black metal, uh, I only played drums, but I really wanted to be able to play guitar and like compose my own songs and stuff. So when I was 19, I got my first guitar and started to kind of, mess around with that and yeah i guess here we are now i still have a lot to work on with guitar but 
I also want to ask you, um, along your journey, what has been the best advice that has been given to you along your way? Oh, best advice. Oh, that's tough. But uh, I remember uh, the conversation I was talking about just being in a band with, you know, some friends. And uh, the point was brought up that a lot of people seem to think that, like, uh, success is something that's limited almost. You know, like, it's almost like a competition, but it's really not because – anyone can be successful. Like just because someone else is successful, that doesn't mean that you can't also be successful. And that kind sure. of hit me because a lot of people think, or they seem to think that um, just because like a band around you even gets, you know, more and more success that that's like taking away from the success that you could have, but it doesn't affect that whatsoever. But I think just people need to stick together, keep the scenes close, play shows together, support each other. You know, that's, definitely the biggest stuff i think and i also want to ask you in your spare time do you have any hobbies that you enjoy beyond music music is for sure the main one um but yeah i mean i like to read a lot i i was gonna say listen to music but of course and <laughs> play guitar outside of music ugh. Music's definitely the number one, but I mean, yeah, I like reading books, watching horror movies. And would you say, uh, I guess, you know, <laughs> would you say those are a lot of the basis for your lyrical inspiration? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I get a lot of influence from, you know, like H.P. Lovecraft and Junji Ito even, but I, I don't typically try to write about other subjects or like you know like comic books or horror movies i, I don't mm -hmm. usually like to write about them specifically but make my own kind of stories about them but our uh, our lyrics also deal a lot with anxiety and depression and stuff like that but more more metaphorical i guess but yeah definitely horror movies and comics all kinds of stuff we're influenced by a wider variety of things for sure and I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you say that this is the release of this album is your proudest moment to date? I would say yes, actually. And the the response has been actually just incredible. Um, we weren't really expecting anything. We just really wanted to you know, release music that we enjoyed. And I mean, of course, we hope people would like it, but the the positive response we've gotten so far has been overwhelming and it's been awesome. So I definitely think this would be number one on my list of achievements so far. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be as well because, uh, in going, um, from the prior release to where we are now, man, this is, this is fantastic. My friend, um, when I first heard this album, I knew I wanted to contact you because, the originality of this and the creativity involved is amazing. It's very good. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Another question I wanted to ask you uh, as well is, uh, what's the best way to get merchandise and to get a, a physical copy of this album? 
Um, I would definitely say our band camp um, currently. It's just sacrilegion.bandcamp.com. Um, we have CDs and cassettes up there right now. Uh, we'll have vinyl um, later, uh, maybe like early, sometime early 2023, I think. Oh, that's um, and then we're we're also getting some shirts and uh, we're working on designs and stuff. So we'll have that up there as well. Um, also, Chaos Records website they have it um, and their Bandcamp as well. So there's a few places you can snag copy for sure. And another question I wanted to ask you is, uh, who designed the logo? Um, so it was. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but he, he has a thing called um, Deprave Arts, Deprave Arts, something like that. Um, he found me through my old band, Unceremonial, um, and we were following each other on Instagram. And uh, I saw he was posting a lot of logos that he was drawing, and I really just loved his style. So for Sacrilegion, I thought to go for something like that, because it's, it's not like a typical looking death metal logo almost. And I thought it just had like a cool, unique, he has a cool, unique style to his mm-hmm. lettering and stuff. And yeah, it turned out perfect. I couldn't ask for a better logo. He's also in some bands as well that are really awesome. So, And I also wanted to ask you lastly, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Oh, just keep, keep supporting music that you enjoy. Um, if we're ever around you, come out and, see us play live uh, it mean a lot to us, you know, so definitely uh, keep an eye out. We have a lot of stuff coming up and yeah, just thanks for all the support in general. It's been absolutely crazy so far. So, Well, I wanted to thank you for delivering an amazing album and I hope to see you in Ohio. Oh, definitely. I would love that. <laughs> And I wish you the best of the rest of your day, my friend. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for the interview. Um, have a great day and happy new year. <laughs> happy new year's, my friend. You take care. Cheers. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember... Come see me for a fix.